Hi, and welcome back to The Simple Creative. I'm your host, Vladimir Jajikbele, and this podcast is for those trying to start up something from nothing. Today, I'm talking to Nana Kwesi Obeng Jr., also known as Brand Guy Mikey on Instagram. He's the CEO of Pyramid, a brand and visual communication agency based in Accra, Ghana. He's also a podcaster, photographer, and videographer. This conversation covers branding for creatives, the idea of a balanced career, and what it takes to stand out from the crowd. If you are just from school, like you just left school, you're a graduate, and then you want to go into entrepreneurship, right? Branding is something that you need to propel your ideas to the next level. And especially when you are from a business school, because I, w- I went to a business school, especially when you are from a business school, you might have a brilliant idea, right? But you wouldn't have the creative skill to back your idea, to push your idea to the next level. If you're new to this podcast, I welcome you specially, and um, I really hope that you enjoy this episode. So let's get to the podcast. I think a couple of months ago we mentioned you know we talked about collaborating on something sometime soon and yeah. <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> that this is happening right now so thank you so much for honoring the invite uh, to just get familiar with the audience can you just introduce yourself what do you do who are you basically thank you so much uh Dimeji. um i believe that like you rightly mentioned uh, it's been a long time coming well my name is nana kwesi obin jr um noted on instagram as the brand guy mikey and uh, i'm a brand identity designer in ghana specifically accra and then i'm also a podcast host uh the pyramid creative podcast um which is said to help young creative entrepreneurs like ourselves to you know bring their vision into motion and also um i'm a videographer so sometimes as a hobby, <laughs> okay. I do a little bit of shooting, you know, um, photography and yeah, basically so. So that's a little brief about me. Wow, that's amazing. So that means you are quite a multifaceted creative with a couple of things you're doing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So um, how is it? What is how do you try to balance all these things? Because if you do brand and identity uh you do photography videography and podcasting also how do you balance all these things put together because i can tell you that i know it's quite tasking but how do you do it well i believe that um they are all linked together right so first of all let me take podcasting like we're doing now to be able to have like a fluid podcast right or a video podcast right you need your you need your first your sonic branding that's your audio first of all you need then secondly you need your video branding that's you know like we're capturing right now you need to know more about you know um scripting the whole podcast you know designing your uh, banners designing your cover arts and all that so if you know a bit about photography and you know a bit of videography putting them together when it comes to podcasting, it actually makes it, it makes it rather easier than, you know, like, than, um, should I say it being like a handful, okay. it makes it easier because if you, if you want to go into podcasting and you have nothing, you know, no knowledge about, let's say videography, right? You need a videographer That's and true. you would have to pay this person to, you know, do this, uh, job for you. Okay. But if you know, it saves you money. It saves you time because now we are all, you know, social distancing. You're not yeah. going to look for somebody to bring to your house <laughs> to help you film. 
So it's, it saves you money and it saves you time and it helps you actually. It helps you understand, you know, um, frame rate, aperture, you know, field of view and all that. So I think that instead of being, you know, glued to one specific area like podcasting, if you, you know, you spread your wings a bit and then try to learn other, you know, areas as well, it helps, you know, speed up the process. It takes you further than you would, you know, if you had uh, just one knowledge in one aspect or in one area. Oh, that's so, yeah, amazing. I, yeah, I balance <laughs> everything seamlessly. <laughs> you know, that, you know that's, that's interesting because uh, most people today, most creatives, we, we find ourselves in this position where we have so many things to do, but then we can't even tell which one is meant to be the, the spotlight. You know, for example, right. for you, I think, um, you do more of, you know, branding and identity as some sort of spotlight. But at the same time, there is the part where you introduce all the other things you've learned, videography, filmmaking, being a podcaster. So it kind of, you know, creates some sort of synergy between all these things put together. Wow, that's, exactly. that's, that, that's quite interesting. I'm, I'm familiar yeah, exactly. that you have, you are the CEO of um, Pyramid Groups, right? Yes, yes, Pyramid. So, uh... I am the co-founder, CEO and co-founder of Pyramid because there are other founders in the future. <laughs> okay. But currently, I am the only, you know, uh, I'm the creative director at Pyramid. And uh, what Pyramid seeks to do is to help, you know, um, graduate entrepreneurs. So the issue is that in Ghana here specifically, if you are just from school, like you just left school, you're a graduate, and then you want to go into entrepreneurship, right? Branding is something that you need to propel your ideas to the next level. Okay. And especially when you are from a business school, because I, w I went to a business school, especially when you are from a business school, you might have a brilliant idea, right? But you wouldn't have the creative skill to back your idea, to push your idea to the next level. Okay. So when it comes to like branding, you know, a lot of young entrepreneurs find issues pushing their ideas, you know, making it, giving it like a voice, giving it a picture, you know, in the minds of the customers. So Pyramid is set out to help these young graduate entrepreneurs bring their ideas, you know, into fruition, bring their ideas to, into motion. And the, the problem that they had was that these agencies who are branding agencies, charge you know exorbitant fees okay if you're just from school you, you even funding is a problem so how much money are you going to invest into branding for you to actually you know start your business but what pyramid seeks to do is to charge the lowest fees on the market so one of our uh, touch points is to charge the lowest fees on the market no matter what and to offer the best value no matter what wow that's amazing yeah, you know, so that uh, is what Pyramid is about. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. You know, it, you know, there's there's what there's this thing with um, African startups or uh, establishments mm. that it's quite difficult for us to really pick that or lay hold of that um, that thing that can really push us or keep us going because everybody is all about the money. Everybody's all about oh, how quick can we get these things done? But nobody really right. wants to invest in the value aspect. And to be honest, most times value doesn't have to be in money. So mm. I think I really appreciate and I love what you guys do at Pyramid because it gives a lot mm, of, um, you. you know, starting um, organizations or startups the opportunity to still thrive 
even yeah. with um, a very reasonable budget. Well, um, when right. did Pyramid start? So Pyramid started um, later in 2017, where uh, myself, I graduated from the University of Professional Studies with an accounting major. Okay. So when, when I came out, I was, I was having a business idea that I wanted to start. So I realized that in as much as I had a brilliant idea, branding was an issue for especially businesses like mine. And I had a skill, I had a passion for branding, I had a passion for designing, advertising, marketing, even way back in school. So I was like, okay, let me help myself, use myself as a test subject, and then okay. help other, other you know, young graduate entrepreneurs. Right. So Pyramid is a startup for startups. Oh, nice. Yes, because it's just three years old. So Pyramid is basically the tech subject for helping other people or other young creative entrepreneurs also thrive as well. So if you're in tech, if you are in agriculture, if you are in, you know, uh, fashion and you want a startup who understands your struggle, who understands, you know, how, what it means to start something from nothing, then uh, Pyramid is a partner that you would like to look into because when it comes to the branding aspect, uh, Pyramid focuses on startups and especially those who are struggling, you know, to actually move their ideas from the corners of their notebooks. Again, <laughs> you yeah. know, so it, it kind of serves as some sort of accelerator for other brands, but at the same yeah, time, exactly. still growing in the process. And, yeah. you know, this is one thing we really find in this part of um, the world, you know, especially in Africa. Everybody is probably operating this sort of um, monopoly or dictatorship kind of, um, mm. you know, establishment where mm. nobody wants to help the next person. And we really yeah. understand that we help as in we rise by lifting the next person. You know, it doesn't have exactly. to be all about oh, you every time. And I think uh, Africa needs to start to really prioritize more of. I wouldn't really say community service or CSR mm. responsibilities, but we should try mm. to go for more of collaborations, like genuine collaborations, not mm. all the Instagram collaborations we see all around, like nah. actual, <laughs> nah. actual, actual collaborations that can go beyond um, yeah. the market space to really, you know, create a, a solid ground for the entire right. continent. Because the future of Africa is very bright. And if we don't start to really take note of those things now, it will cause a lot of issues. Um, you mentioned that you um, you graduated in the honors of accounting. Um, I was how, how did you transition into <laughs> into design, branding, and everything? What really pushed you to get there? Because I have a lot of friends who have studied, you know, e economics, engineering, but today they are probably like you know web designers or you know full time YouTubers. What really propelled yeah. you to want to still push further and at the same time um, finish your you know, your degree and still move into this creative space. Right. So um, sometimes when you are young, right after high school, you want to go into the university, right? One thing that is very, in, you know, important for you to note is career choice or okay. career direction. Um, when I entered the university, right, I was good in math. I was good in, you know, uh, basically figures i was good with figures so i thought that oh, okay once i'm good with figures let me pursue accounting because it would help me you know but the question was was i passionate about accounting <laughs> is, it, is accounting something that i wanted to do for the rest of my life wow you know even though we are getting the good grades we are you know we are, we are good because i was course for four years from first year to last year wow that's so impressive <laughs> 
Yeah, if if we are getting good grades, we are doing well in the course we are reading. The question is, is it what you're passionate about? Is it what you want to do for the rest of your life? Sometimes we fail to ask ourselves that question. And you get to a point where you feel that no, 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 no. This is exactly not what I want to do, even though I know I'm good at, I'm good at it, right? Yeah. So you be, you begin searching yourself and then you discover something that is hidden in the corners of your heart you know and what when you're able to do that and bring that innate potential out you notice that it just flows through you yeah. it becomes easy it, you do it better than those who have actually gone to school to acquire knowledge you know of it mm. so i think that i discovered myself when i when i was in, so i did a little bit of politics so I was elected as a public relations officer for the accounting department. All right. So when I did that, one of my duties was to actually um, write newsletters, you know, coordinate um, posters, flyers, hype events and stuff like that. So I realized that the department was paying other people to do it. Oh, so they're outsourcing yeah, it to others. <laughs> yeah. And I was sitting in the corners of my cubicle just thinking, I'm good at this. Like I can... I have a laptop I can design. I just designed for fun, you know. Yeah. But I thought that yeah, I could actually translate this into something that is marketable. So that is exactly what I did. So I dis- I dis- uh, decided to start, you know, doing it on campus. So I was designing every campaign flyer on campus. I was designing every newsletter on campus. I was designing almost every magazine. I was designing so many things. So that is how come I I realized that okay, I, I can balance the two. And I've been reading about it, you know, when I was in school, I realized that most designers had creative skills, good creative skills, but lagged the business of design. Mm, that's important. So I was like, nah, I have to combine both. I don't have to, you know, sacrifice one for the other. Even though I'm reading accounting, I have to be the best in whatever I'm doing in accounting and also be the best creatively. So I decided to combine both and then come up with an agency that is also you know creative and understands the business of design so yeah i graduated with an honors in accounting but also i developed my passion for creativity and branding and that is what has got me here you know, that, this far so oh, that's interesting <laughs> you know uh, so yeah one of the major issues i've seen with a lot of creatives in this part of you know our, our site basically is we yeah. lack the basic knowledge of the business of design. We just think design is just that random thing. But then as much as it is a passion, there's a business side to everything. And understanding it would only differentiate you from, you know, the multitude, the commodities. It kind of makes you stand out because now you can easily communicate with clients, with, you know, basic people. You can really tell a brand story to the point that nobody Mm. would probably just, you know, shut you off because they know Mm. that you know what you're talking about. And exactly. a, a lot of designers, a lot of businesses or, you know, agencies don't have a strong brand story. Like the entire yeah. story behind their brand is faulty and they are still mm. trying to push these things. And you just discover that everything keeps failing over and over again. And right. it breaks my heart when I see things like that happen because there are basic things you can do to learn, you know, everything about the business of design, um, understanding, you know, how to, ca- how to craft a, a compelling brand story. And I don't know. It's like people just become ignorant of that fact. And I think you've mentioned something <laughs> about brand story on one of your posts recently. So can you just talk about this quickly? Yeah. 
So the issue about brown story is quite interesting, right? So I've had people come to me and say, I have a great product, right? But people don't seem to care. You know, people don't seem to give me much attention, the needed attention that I need for this product. And I'm like, okay, what is your brand story? What is your story? And they're like, oh, okay. So I started in uh, 2017. So far, I've been able to sell 20 cartons of this product. So far, I've moved from this shop to this shop. And I'm like, for real. <laughs> you know, people, people think that brand story means how, like, where you are coming from. You know, like, okay. How the, did you start? Like, what you... <laughs> like what you've been through so far in business but brand story is that part of the business okay like brand story is what it ignites passion mm. in in whatever you're doing so what what inspired you to start what you are doing what problems did you face and what kind of solutions were you able to provide for those problems okay that is something that if you tell a customer that okay I had issues with my, let's say, with my um, computer, uh, let's say, HDMI cable, yeah. right? It wasn't long enough, okay? That was a problem, right? It's not long enough. Yeah. Okay, so if somebody comes up and says, okay, now my HDMI cable is not long enough, how can I get an HDMI cable that is long, that can extend from my bedroom to my hall? And I'm like, okay, I've been able to solve this problem. I'm sure if I tell others how... I was able to solve this problem. They'll find it interesting because people like me are facing the same problem I'm facing. Yeah. So, so it's about finding that one problem that is, you know, connecting the dots between a lot of people because so many people have the same problems but don't have solution to. So if you face a problem and you're able to, you know, provide it, you provide a solution to the problem, that is the kind of story that ignites passion for the product. How did Apple start? That's true. <laughs> How yeah. did Microsoft start? What exactly? Why did they start? Why did they start anyways? And what's actually propelling them, you know, into the future right now? Yeah. Wow. What is the basis of Airbnb? So like, you know, you know, just trying to find that reason, that why, you know, there, there needs to exactly. be that thing that, that probably that prompted you to start. And I think that's that what a, a lot of brands don't have. And it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's like one of the most important things for any brand because um, right. Apple can always come to you and tell you, they don't tell you to come and buy iPhone or tell you to buy you know, MacBook Pro. They give you yeah. a story that has been running for years. And it's very simple. Right. Think, think different. Or Nike comes and tells you, just do it. You know, they kind of yeah. bring in that story that you, it, now make, it, it now becomes the story of the customer. Not, it's no longer the story of the brand now. It becomes yeah. the story of the customer, something that can be personalized and people can say, all right, so this is who I want to be. And I want, I'm someone who wants to mm -hmm. think different. And the first thing that comes yeah. to your mind is, okay, I think Apple will be the place to go for that. And yeah, w the way you explained it is just perfect because... Many brands think it is, how did you start that we are trying to ask about, but it's more of mm. what is the reason? Why? Exactly. Mm. Why are you doing this thing? And the same thing goes for any sort of creative career. You know, um, I've seen several people talk about, oh, I want to start this. I want to start that. Um, I'm a multifaceted person, but I don't know which one to focus on. What should I do? And so many of all these things together. And, you know, this kind of leads to just uh, some of the questions I have here. So let's just do some quick questions. So right. uh, it will be easier. All right, so this is a question from um, Ade, Ade Michael, and he says, right. um, for someone trying to balance multiple passions, 
Should the focus be on just one or is it safe to do all of them at the same time? Wow, that nice question, Michael. Um, if you are somebody who has multiple passions, let me shock you. There's nothing like multiple passions. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there, is, there is one that would always come first. Okay. There is one that when you sleep and they wake you up, you've you, you you've already done it. You know, that is what is your passion, okay? Of course, we have auxiliary passions, like passion that supplement whatever goal that you want to, you know, because if, you, if you're if you into public speaking, right, yeah. you, and you can write, public speaking is your passion, but you want to also develop your writing skills to balance your public speaking, you know, technique. You know, it, so com it complements each other. Exactly. It's, it's basically about knowing which one stands out the most and then focusing on the supplementary uh, passions to help grow that one thing that somebody can say wow about you know mm -hmm. you have to identify the wow factor and then help because no idea can stand in isolation true no passion can stand in isolation you have to make sure that whatever passions you have, right? Or, right? Sometimes we don't write. You know, me, I write almost everything. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you have to bring it out of your mind. Exactly. Okay? Put it on paper. Understand how you are going to go about it. Understand which one stands tall. Understand which one that comes easy, easier to you, you know? And when you do that, I'm sure that you're going to, you know, um, know which one is actually your passion because you might have a knack for a couple of things but one will stand out definitely so michael do that and then yeah i'm sure if you could also reach out you know to me anytime we could yeah i could help you more if you have further questions all right that's amazing thank you so much for recommending yeah. that uh, all right so now yeah. the next question here is from um amma owusu i don't know if i pronounced that right but um, she yeah, said that um, I checked your profile and I saw that you are Ghanaian. Awesome. Um, how do you manage low pricing and requests from clients? So I'm thinking this kind of relates to, you know, our side of Africa here. So with low pricing and client requests. Right. So thanks. Thanks for that question, Alma. Um, I'm sure Alma is a creative and Alma has been facing difficult clients. <laughs> but... <laughs> But there's there's one particular rule I use, okay? Value proposition, all mm -hmm. right? Sometimes creatives, we, we commit a crime that we don't know we are committing, okay? Whatever design or whatever creative you're coming up with, yourself, understand the value. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't understand the value, you can't convince the customer to pay you more for it. That's true. If you can understand the value, if you do a poster design and you say that, okay, this poster design quantitatively can bring you about 10 customers, that is that is the kind of understanding I'm talking about. Sometimes we think, okay, you can't quantify creativity. You can't. Hmm. All right. Because, because, because if you post something on Instagram, you know that you had 20,000 20, reach, 20,000 engagement, yeah. 5,000 uh impressions all those are you know metrics that you can use to quantify how to convince the client to pay you more anytime somebody says i can't afford this somebody somebody can do this for a cheaper price know your value just say that no this is the value that i'm giving to you if you can't afford the value okay or if you can't pay for the value what is the compromise Sometimes we, there's, we don't go a step further when it comes to negotiations. Okay. Anytime there's, there's, there's value, 
there's there's price. Anytime value is not equal to price, there's supposed to be a compromise. So the designer is either compromising or the customer is compromising. One one party will one person just has to. <laughs> Wow. You know, so as a designer, tell yourself or ask yourself, what value am I giving to this customer? Okay. If the value amounts to what the person is willing and able to pay, then you can sell the you can sell the service. If the person cannot pay this amount or cannot pay this for this value, then don't sell the service. We we try so hard as creatives to please the client, you know, to, to do whatever, to do whatever we want to do to please the client and sell the product. Anytime you sit behind your PC, you brainstorm and you sit behind your PC to do a design. The job has already been done. That's true. Mm. Anytime you download something to, you download a resource, you read a book to get knowledge, the job has already been done. Okay. Somebody will say that this guy is fast. It's because he, he has been studying it for six years to do it in six minutes. That's true. <laughs> so the job has already been done. So know your value as a designer. I'm a, know your value as a designer, as a creative. Know the kind of value you are giving out. If it's worth it, sell it. If it's not, don't sell it. Wow, that's a okay. really good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know, when starting out as well, I had this same issue with pricing and... Mm. It took me some time before I was able to realize that I've spent time, I've spent years trying to balance this particular thing I'm trying to do. I've spent right. months, you know, putting myself in uncomfortable situations to learn and grow. And I'll be selling myself short if I put this value out for a ridiculous amount of money, you know. So sometimes right. if you can't come to that compromise with the client, just go ahead and look for the next person. There would always be someone yeah, who will value you for what you do. And the yeah. truth is you can't work for everybody. So, yeah. All right. The scenario that I want to give. Okay. Please the go scenario ahead. is that the scenario is that if you walk into a shop, a phone shop, okay, and you had the impression of going to buy an iPhone, okay, and you went and they said the iPhone was five thousand naira, and you saw an alternative Samsung, you know, uh, something a something, and it was four thousand naira, and the money in your pocket was four thousand naira, and you settled to buy the Samsung for four thousand naira because you needed a phone, and you came home, that thought of not buying the iPhone will haunt you for the rest of the <laughs> life of the Samsung. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the thought of not buying the iPhone will haunt you forever because anytime there's low battery or the Samsung decides to, you know, give you pressure or it's loading for long, you'll be like, why didn't I save another thousand Naira and buy the iPhone? That thought will haunt you forever. So it's, it happens the same with customers. Anytime you make them feel like you are giving them value they can't afford and they decide to go away that service is still valuable to them no matter what you do yeah they'll go and tell other people that charlie if you have money go to this guy because he's good yeah true <laughs> that is that is the kind of perception that you build for yourself so yeah wow. um, i think if you start doing that it will really help all right thanks for, so thanks so much for that answer that is perfect and yeah. um so there's a, this, another question here from jide akindele <laughs> And it says, what is the best way to get into the brand and identity aspect of design? And how profitable mm. is it? Right. I can thank you so much for that uh, question. Well, how to get into the, you know, the business of design is basically about skill searching. Okay. Skill searching. What do I mean? What I mean is that that's a, a constellation of skills, if that is even how I want to say it. There's a lot of skills that you need to be an expert in the field, right? 
it's basic math all you have to do is learn the skill okay compete with those who are in the industry okay right and automatically the industry will accept you to become somebody known for a particular thing in the creative industry right but if others do it better than you do then you are not qualified to be part of the game game players you mm. know somebody asked me do you have to go to design school to be a designer i was like you don't have to go to design school to be a designer because in in actual sense there are so many online platforms that you can learn so much to help yourself build your design career coursera udemy um you know lynda.com they are all there to help you build yourself and as a designer there's no sleeping like it's like every day is a different task for you to learn something new yeah. have a chat if you've not learned anything new today you have failed <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true that is that is that yeah. is bitter truth <laughs> yeah obviously if you've not learned anything new today you have failed let me tell you a little story i went to buy an hdmi cable because my camera was not supporting the usb that i had it's because i didn't install a particular app Okay, and it cost me almost about 120 CDs because I didn't know about the app. <laughs> After buying the HDMI cable, I came to actually, you know, search because it wasn't working. I started searching, I started searching, and then I discovered that I didn't download the app. That is why my USB wasn't working. So right now I'm using my USB and the HDMI cable I bought for 120 Ghana CDs today is lying on the table. <laughs> It can be so annoying you know, when ignorance yeah, decides to take a toll exactly, on you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So if you want to be part of the industry, if you want to be noticed as an like an industry player, make sure you learn every single day. Make sure you learn from those who are already in the industry. Make sure you read a lot of design books, color fundamentals, color palettes, whatever. Make sure you learn so much, you know, so much so that it feels like Every time you are there doing nothing, you are you are losing something. <laughs> it's <laughs> like so so important. Anytime, yeah, anytime you feel like you are you are idle, it makes you feel like no, you failed in life. You know, until you get to the point where people can call you and say, "Okay, I want you to help me build my logo." If you want to, if you want to get to that point, see design logos if you want to be known as a logo designer design logos design like over a thousand logos just do it you know if just it, just keep going if it is makeup project if it is free work well at least to some extent just try to practice and practice because i think I, practice is like underrated and is very yeah. important <laughs> like it's very yeah. important you know sometimes designers we don't conceptualize see do conceptual products pro projects every single day just think, write your own brief, pretend you are your client, pre present the client, present the brief to you and work on it and submit it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> put yourself, play, yeah, play the double ganger, put yourself in a client's shoes. Say, okay, if I was a client, how much am I willing to pay for this particular project? Is it work? If it's work, throw it in the bin, take another sheet, write yourself a different brief, keep going every single day, you know? So yeah, um, Akin, I hope that I answered your question and then, yeah, uh, Dimeji is the boss. It's my boss. So <laughs> please, please, please don't hesitate to, you know, just, you know, get connected and then learn a lot from him as, as well, because I am doing so. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks so much for doing that. All right. So uh, we're running up very shortly and we'll just do like um, some quick questions. So these are questions. Right. It's just like fire for fire. 
well you can decide to relax but they're just quick questions so okay. um so how do you get your best ideas walking out on the streets in a quiet place <laughs> oh okay that's nice yeah, far away from the pc yeah all right so you just take a walk if you're just clear just your take, head just take a walk yeah just take a walk but, but know that you are taking a work of purpose Mm. not just the work it's a work of purpose so once you're working know that okay this is the reason why i'm working by the time i get back from the work i should have something ah important yeah. all right then the yeah. next another question um so what's the most important thing you believe a creative should understand before starting out the basics the fundamentals actually yeah of of concert conceptualization of being able to picture what your design will look like even before it's done okay and then having the skill to use the necessary tools that you you would have to use for a particular you know design because if you don't know cinema 4d you can't render <laughs> you can't render a three-dimensional image in illustrator mm, that's true that's true you know yeah you have to know the right tool for the right work basically so yeah all right uh so uh, the next question now is this one is quite funny and weird but it's okay because mm -hmm. this is one question i ask most of my clients and is that yeah so you wake up in the morning which one would you clean first either your desk your room or your car if it's a benz i'll clean my car first <laughs> <laughs> nice one nice oh, one. yes yeah if it's if it's a benz i'll clean my car first <laughs> all right that's interesting all right so yeah. um just to wrap up, this is like one of the very important questions I always want um, the listeners to know and hear the view of, you know, the guest. And it talks about, you know, dealing with doubt as a creative. Mm. Because if you look at a lot of things happening in our industry, one of the major issues every creative face is things that relate to mental stress, doubt, um, imposter syndrome, and all those things put together. So for you, um, how, how do you deal with doubt? What do you do? How do you deal with doubt? Right. Um, actually, during these times of COVID-19, right, uh, the mental health issues of creative especially is a concern because personally, how do you, how am I actually combining the issues I'm facing in real life with the issues I'm facing in my creative business? You know, it's a lot to take in sometimes, but once you understand that anything can hit you, yeah. Imagine you you were you were creative in South Car Carolina and there was a hurricane. Hmm. How are you going to cope with that? You know. So I also think that sometimes if I'm down, if I'm low, if I'm not getting any creative juices flowing, you know, I just have to take a break. You know, you can't cheat nature. Sometimes we think we are workaholics, but once once you get to the point where you feel like okay. I need to take a break, right? Do yourself the favor, take that break, and then make sure that once you're taking the break, it's not an idle break. It's a break of reflection. It's a break of meditation. What is making me, or what is stressing me, or what is causing me to have self-doubt, as you know, as a creative, as an imposter syndrome? Is it actually self-doubt, or is reality because I'm not putting in my best? Sometimes you think you're putting in your best, and is not good enough but it's actually not good enough you know so understand what you're doing if it's not good enough don't put hide behind imposter syndrome or self-doubt and say 
uh, is good, but I'm telling myself it's not good. It's not good. Sit back, sit far away from the PC, sit far away from your books, sit far away, leave your creative space, go elsewhere. You know, there are days that I've just rearranged everything in my office because I was bored. I, I was having self doubt. I was stressed out. I just decided to t- do an exercise, drag, put, pull everything down in your office, b- rebuild it. Hmm. And what is going to happen to your psychological framework is that anytime you organize your, your space or you organize yourself, okay, it puts your body in a state of rehibernation, like it rejuvenates that's, you know, that's creative, creative spirit, that creative nature. You know, yeah. So change change something in your office. Wow. Buy, you know, some potted plants. Change something. You know, change the way your, your desktop looks like. Change change the way you name your, your files. You know, change the name the way you save your stuff. Like little, little things that will, will incite a change, you know, in your process would quickly help you spark or bring back that fire that you've lost. And I think I've tried it and it has really helped me because sometimes when you're blacked out, Charlie, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a sad place to be. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, re- it is what it is. <laughs> you know, recently I did a video about burnout and the number of feedbacks I got from that video, mm-hmm. which I released it on Monday, the number of yeah. responses I've gotten has been massive because people are like, yeah. You just explained what I'm going through right now. Mm. And I'm like, we yeah. need to really prioritize more of our mental health, take care of ourselves, you know, do mm. simple things. See, the, the truth is, the, the things that actually help us get out of all these situations are very simple. Like, you know, taking periodic breaks, resting, yeah. eating healthy, sleeping the right amount of time, you know, and all those little, little things that we decide yeah. not to do because we're trying to just walk and kill ourselves. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, this has been really amazing. Thank you so much for honoring the invite. Yeah. Um, so if the listeners want to find you, you'd want to see your works, you'd want to know everything about you, where should they go to? Right. So if you're on Instagram, you can follow me, my personal page on uh, Brand Guy Mikey. Brand Guy Mikey. Mikey with a Y. And uh, my business page um, on Instagram is at Pyramid Group. So Pyramid uh, the pyramid with an I, the French type of pyramid. And then group, the French type of group with an E at the end. And uh, on Facebook as well, same thing. Um, yeah, on YouTube, um, I have a channel called uh, Brand On Demand. So uh, it seeks to actually help or give creatives and non-creatives as entrepreneurs some tools and tips, you know, helping each other to grow, uh, how to start a podcast, how to, you know, grow your influence, how to, you know, be consistent and all that. So I have content on there too. So you guys can do well to check it out. And I'm sure we can draw some, we can um, drop some links down, you know, somewhere. Yeah, definitely. The description, in the description, all the links will be available. So... And this is the end of this particular episode. If this episode has helped you in any way, kindly give it a rating and the honest review or feedback on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.